listening to Email Friday on Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker on this March the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And we deal with emails that we are receiving. Now, I received one email from KFUO itself, who they were indicating that somebody was trying to get a hold of me and they were having trouble with the email address. So let me share with you the email address is lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. And Law and Gospel is spelled L-A-W-A-N-D-G-O-S-P-E-L. And then again at lawandgospel, then 101.com. So I hope that is helpful for you. And we have other emails that we have, but that's the one I mainly look at uh, every day to see if there are any messages. Okay, now we're about to read an email that I just received, but I have never discussed this subject over 25 years on KFUO. And it's a subject I am not that knowledgeable about, so I've done a little homework on it, but I think you'll find the letter very interesting. Dear Pastor Baker, my husband and I, and they indicate they've been married for 30 years, bought a house a few years ago and have been noticing some very strange things. Others have witnessed things I could describe, but I only want to report firsthand primary source experiences about us. And she talks about how she works in a public school, has a master's degree. Her husband is an engineer, and he's also an elder at our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Church. And so we're rooted in, she says, word alone, faith alone, grace alone. And now she talks about the facts. The former owner, and he was also the builder of this home, committed suicide in the family room. Now, there's bad relationships, she says, between his family and his divorced wife's family. Once we found out about those two facts, after we bought the house, we prayed for anything evil to leave the home. And we felt fine because we trust Christ over any enemy, visible or invisible. Uh, the incidents, and she's saying, these are mine only, though there are plenty more. These are when both of us were home, she and her husband. There are more in so many, but we're just listing a few. Number one, I set out basketball tickets on our dining room table the night before we'd leave for the game. The next morning, we could not find the tickets. 
but the next day we found them on the dining room table. So they put them on the dining room table. They were missing the following day, but then the day after that they appeared again. Number two, a pair of my clogs disappeared from the closet. They still have not been found. Library books disappeared, though I keep them in a designated bag, and they still have not been found. Then there were incidents occurring when I was alone. Someone woke me up in the night, touched my feet, and kissed my head. I thought my husband had come home early from his trip. Nope. I was alone in the home. Just the other night when I was sleeping, someone or something shook and bumped the side of the bed so much, I was physically being jittered back and forth in the bed. I thought my dog had come up to bed with me and was scratching her back, so I said, go lie down. When I woke up the next morning, the bedroom door was closed and the dog was sleeping downstairs. These harmless physical things had to happen to me only when my husband is away. The other inconvenient things can happen anytime. I am not crazy. I know my husband can talk to our church about all this. Just wanted to hear your take on this as I've listened to you for the past 10 years, and so respect your wisdom. I'll be listening this Friday if it happens to be discussed then. However you can help me understand all this would be super appreciated. Thanks for your ear and mind and soul. And then she signs her name. Now. She doesn't indicate where they are members of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, what city or it is. I, I just got the email. But how would I respond to this? Is it really something that a pastor would say, oh, that's just silly. You're just being silly. You're just imagining these things. Believe it or not, in Great Britain, there are Lutheran pastors that have been trained in dealing with exorcism. That, that means somebody who has found to be possessed with a demon. And there is a process they go through, much of it borrowed from the Roman Catholic Church, where they first make a decision as to whether there really is an exorcism needed or whether the person is just psychologically ill. Now, I'm not doubting the incidents she says have taken place. There, there could be a rational explanation of it, but I am also of the opinion, as the Bible is, that there is the possibility of haunted houses. In fact, I was very surprised I went to the computer, typed in haunted houses, 
and got page after page after page of houses that have been thought to be haunted. And many a times they were because of someone had died in them in not ordinary ways, suicide or murder or this kind of thing. So we're not going to start off and say, no, it cannot be possible that this is happening. Now, they say they prayed that they could trust Christ over any enemy, visible or invisible. I don't know if you're aware of this, but even the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod does have an order of worship that I have conducted when members buy a new home and they ask that it be a blessing from God. We, we go to the house and we go through a short service with a prayer asking God that things in the house will remain safe. And we're not talking so much about it being haunted, but, you know, in a house, many accidents can occur uh, that have nothing to do with the demons in the sense of being haunted. So we're asking for safety. But it also does speak about demons possessing. Now, is there anywhere in the Bible that this is even talked about? Well, one passage would be Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning with verse 9. This is in a section talking about priests and Levites. Verse 9 begins, When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. Now, when you take a look at that term abominable, it is referring to the worship of idols. And of course, there's no doubt that the devil has the ability to even do miracles from our point of view. In other words, things happening that we have no rational explanation for. It, it happened uh, to Jesus. Uh, he was tempted by the devil, as you'll recall. And how did he overcome that temptation? The three temptations that are spoken of, he overcame by quoting, believe it or not, from the book of Deuteronomy, and therefore did not get tempted by the devil to the point where he fell into temptation. Verse 10 continues of Deuteronomy 18. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practice divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a necromancer, and one who inquires of the dead. Now, how many times do you hear advertisements by certain people 
who say, well, let me come to your house. We'll get in a circle around the table and we can talk to your uh, dead husband or your dead son, etc." Well, this is what God is opposed to. It is clear that sometimes voices can be heard, but they are never the true voices of those who have died, but they are demons who are pretending to be the people who have died. So there is a strong belief among proper Christians that demonology does exist and that at times the demon can give authority to people in telling fortunes, being a sorcerer or a necromancer, inquiring of the dead. But verse 12 says, whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. So the email writer indicates that they have prayed about this, but I would encourage them to, again, visit with their pastor and ask him to come and do that worship rite that is a prayer over the house for safety and against the danger of the devil. I'm not saying these things are going to stop from happening, but we need to realize that I can't find anywhere in the Bible that a believer ever has become possessed by the devil. But there's no doubt that believers can see the work of the devil. Remember there was that man who was demon-possessed, and he was so strong he could break the chains that people try to keep him chained up with. And there's no doubt that the apostles, they were really having people angry with them because one of the apostles healed a girl who was able to tell the fortune of others, and the people who owned her were really angry with the apostles. So these things do happen. But there is a protection given us by God that nothing will happen to us that doesn't work out to our good. And so, yes, we may endure and experience things that are unexplainable, but we need not fear because God has given us promises never to leave us nor forsake us. Verse 13 of Deuteronomy 18 you shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you are about to dispossess, listen to fortune tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. And so there is a promise there that God will not allow you to be captivated by these things that are happening in even your house that may be haunted. I, I'm not an expert in trying to decide 
if a house is haunted or not, but there are ways in which that can occur. We also have another verse from the New Testament. It's Matthew 12. And we take a look at verse 44, 43 and 44. This is about the demon-possessed man who Jesus had healed. And when he had healed him, well, certain things happened. It's in Matthew chapter 12, beginning with verse 43. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. Now, what's Jesus saying here? He's saying that when a demon is exorcised from an individual, he is seeking a place. Now, you can take a look at uh, some of the individuals. All, all you go is to YouTube and type in haunted houses. And there's actually some pastors who speak about these verses. One of the pastors was saying, especially on the basis of this text, that demons need to have a wet place. And I don't know if the house here in the email is near a lake or a river or whatever, but that would be a place that the demon would like to visit. But we need not fear because God will not allow a Christian to be captivated by the devil at all. But it does say that when the demon is kicked out of one area, he may return to that place. And so a demon may be representing the person who committed suicide. Now, these items that were shared in the email are not serious to the point where your death can take place. But they are things that can be fearful because we cannot explain them. So what we need to do is not only continue to pray to God, but as I said, get a hold of your LCMS pastor, tell him the situation, 
and ask him to come in and do that particular worship service that is done for people who come into a new home and they want to have it as a safe place. Uh, I'd like you to continue to keep me in mind. And if after that worship service takes place and things continue to happen, write me again. And we'll do a little bit more work on this. As I say, outside of doing the worship service, I'm not an expert in exercising demons from either people or from dwellings. But the fact is, there's no doubt that this can occur. We're living in a time where I even had some professors at the seminary that gladly walked away from our denomination because they didn't believe the Bible. And there was one professor who did not believe there was such a thing as demons or devils. That's sad because by whom was Jesus tempted if the devil doesn't exist? And the fact of the matter is the Bible makes very clear that oftentimes we fall into the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. So not knowing where this location is, and I as a pastor, if I was involved with it, it was one of my congregations, I would spend a lot of time in going over some of the incidents there's no doubt that there can be forgetfulness that occurs as people get older, and that could be part of the reason why some of these things happen. And who knows that, that one where somebody woke me in the night, touched my feet, and kissed my head, there's a number of times I will wake up from a dream and, and think it was really real. Remember, I've often said I love nightmares. Why do I love nightmares? Because when I wake up and come to my full senses, I know they did not occur. And so I'm very happy that what I had the nightmare about didn't occur. There, there can be ways in which trained individuals who are involved with haunted houses may be able to check things out. But there's no doubt that certain things like the loss of basketball tickets or clogs or library books and still not found, that that could indicate the haunted house. There's a lot more to be done. I would talk to your pastor, and as I indicated, have him come in and do that worship service. And then after he's done that, then let me know if there are other things that are continuing to occur. This is why KFUO exists, not only to share the message of Jesus Christ, 
that's our main task, but also to answer questions. And like I say, for 25 years, I have had no question on haunted houses. So I'm a little ignorant about how to deal with this specifically, but I can give you at least some of the insights that I found by taking a look at Lutheran materials on this subject, as well as the worship service. As indicated, the woman writing this says, these harmless physical things happen to me only when my husband is away. While other inconvenient things, like the loss of tickets, etc., can happen anytime. So, yes, there's no doubt that demons can be aware of who's in the house or who isn't in the house. And they will be attempting to scare somebody who is alone. But you are never alone because Jesus Christ is always there. And he's the one who has full control over demons. As I said, I haven't found anybody who is a Christian who is ever possessed by a demon. But we do experience items that demons may do. In fact, many a time when we are tempted by something that is wrong to do, that is a temptation from the devil or a demon. So they do exist, but we are free from their persuasion and from their violence. So let me know how things progress because I'd love to help you even more as we get to know more about what is happening. So that's the subject for Email Friday on this March the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. On Monday, we'll be taking a look at the lesson for the third Sunday in Lent. And once more, we'll be talking about not only what the lesson says, but what it means from a law and gospel point of view. I'm Tom Baker. I want to thank you very much for listening. We pray for this family. Let us know. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.